No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me. Eli Cabron with me as well. We're talking Bears first. We're going to get into a, a massive W. Go up to Boston, Barry, Bill Belichick, and the Patriots. We're going to talk about that. Justin Fields, easily the best game of his career by far. I think we can talk about Eberflus and the, and the staff, best game by far. Flus. We're going to get into, yeah, we're going to get into the, the hits and the the, the, the whole yeah. the whole W in Boston from the Bears. Then uh, Eli's going to dip, and then we're going to, me and Big Nick Quick are going to talk about the rest of the NFL. We're going to talk about NBA week one, and that will take us far in a way through an hour. Make sure you stay with us. No catch us, Porch Talk via Chicago. We are locked in. What's up, fellas? Little victory Monday. Bears get a massive W on the road. Let me start by saying this. That was the most miserable Bears game I've ever watched on a personal level. Let me tell you why. Uh, the whole week, I have multiple I have multiple legs of teasers tied into the Patriots. I just think there's no way that we could go up to Boston and get a W. It's just not going to happen. It's just not even a feasible option. Patriots coming off their best game of the year. They go to Cleveland, blow those guys up. Zappy is still playing quarterback. We're, we're figuring out the whole Mac Jones thing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm just like not really worried about losing this money. And the game starts and I'm instantly in trouble. It's a it's I'm in, I'm instantly miserable. It wasn't like, you know, I had a shot. My bet was dead and I couldn't even enjoy my squad play the best game of their young season. New new staff, new everything. Eli K, I'm coming to you first. How'd you feel about the game? Bears got a big W on Monday night. Now, finally, we get a national TV spot where we don't get embarrassed and we actually yeah. embarrass somebody else. Yeah, I got to say, Sean, I don't have any sympathy for you. Uh, <laughs> that was great. I, I enjoyed every second of that game. Oh, well, minus the 15-minute stretch where it looked like Bailey Zappi was like actually good. Uh, and then yeah. he reverted back to his Western Kentucky self. Um, no, I mean, I'm in a, an eliminator pool, and I purposely did not choose the Patriots because I was like, I'm not rooting. Head and heart, you got to be synced, and I was not about to do that. But, uh, no, that was a great performance. The Justin Fields balled out, like you said, best performance of his career. I thought the coaching staff put him in position to succeed. Nick and I talked about it last week. Like, give him rollouts. Give him quick screens. Give him – designed runs, let him do his thing, like work to his skill set instead of putting a square peg in a round hole type thing. Uh, and then shout out to the defense. That was lights out in the second half. They did not let up an inch. You saw every single level of the defense play, uh, make plays. Uh, Jaquan Brisker had that awesome pick. Roquan had an awesome pick. The defensive line was getting after it. So uh, a, just a great all-around win and and a nice, nice surprise on a primetime game to not be uh, – embarrassed midway through the game big nick so look man we t i've told you this a million times that's why i would never i never bet on my teams like that's one of my long-standing <laughs> rules um especially yeah. in, the, in the nfl like maybe on the bulls game because each game isn't as much life or death but i couldn't imagine being in a situation watching that game last night 
and rooting for it to go the other way, right? It's nasty like, I, stuff. Yeah, it's nasty yeah. So stuff, it's hard, yeah, very nasty for me to watch yeah. that game and not want it to continue to be awesome. So I, I don't feel for you either. You know my feeling on stuff like that. The most I'll maybe do is put the Bears in like one of our pick em picks. And even that, I don't even like it. I just want to watch the game. It's already an emotional experience. Look, man, I don't know where to start. Um, Obviously, we've seen the Bears win before. This isn't the first time we've ever seen the Bears win the game. But I, I know, can't. It feels like I, it. it because, outside of, cause, cause, no, hold on. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to stop you right there because when we've been winning the last few years, it's been like a game-winning field goal, 17, 15. Like we, I don't know. I can't remember the last time we had an actual W on the road in a spot like this. Yeah, so so far this year, there's been two wins, obviously, that have stuck out. The week one versus San Fran, I think we all felt elated after that one, just getting out there, getting that win, even though it was at home, whatever, right? Just to open up the season that way. And then this one last night, because this was a thorough domination, right? Like, we don't have the weapons to put up 52 points, but with real offensive weapons and with the real team, this is like a 52-14 to type victory. We absolutely dominated them. We dominated them from coaching. Like, I got to give Eberflus... Getsy, Williams, all those boys, their credit. They had Belichick and all of them completely, completely flabbergasted. They had no idea what to do. The entire game, they were playing backwards, whether it was the running plays, whether it was what we were doing on third top down where Fields was incredible, whether it was Fields himself just escaping from stuff, making things happen. They started off the game getting Fields out the pocket like we talked about last week. First two plays of the game, you're rolling Fields out. You're moving the pocket around. You're having him do what he does best. I thought from there he built up a ton of confidence and never really looked back, right? couple throws here and there that you can dissect, sure. But overall, when you talk about command of the game and for four straight quarters, it's not flashes, it's not moments, it's not a play here, it's not a drive here, it's not a series there. Every single time the Bears lined up on offense, I felt extremely confident in what Fields and they were doing, and Fields looked extremely confident, man. You can go to the commit throw. You can go to some of the, again, some of the stuff where he was able to escape from a lot of that pressure. Had it not been for Matthew Judon, who played an incredible game, I'm not sure the, uh, they would have been able to stop us at all. Like, straight up. That's how dominant I felt the Bears were last night from start to finish. 100% Bill Belichick and the Patriots were completely lost on all aspects. They had no idea where the ball was going. We actually talked about this before. I was. I remember saying we're the only team in the league where I literally. I think we talked about this earlier in the week. I was watching Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, and I'm like, how come this dude every time he looks at an option, more times than not, no one's around the option. They're wide open throws. They're easy completions for him. That never happens for the Bears. Last night on multiple occasions, we were rolling him out, and he was making easy throws. We didn't ask him to make an easy throw. Also, we should never have Justin Fields in the pocket ever. The pocket needs to move every single play every until play. until he is mature and developed enough to actually do drop back five steps, sitting shotgun, whatever pistol you want to call it. Or until you RPO, can protect him. Until you can protect him or whatever else. Roll him out every play. Bootleg, whatever else you got to do. It was it was really fun to watch. The, the third down shit that was going on, that's when I knew I was dead. No matter what, no matter what happened on third down, we were picking it up. Third and 12, third and eight. It didn't matter, third right? 14, so, yeah. Yeah. The confidence um, from Justin Fields was great. I, I actually, little stuff like this I try to pay attention to, right? So it's still early in the game. But Justin Fields has been having a rough go of it. Like, that. that's not a secret. He scores a touchdown. He's still dancing. 
He still seems confident. He's still doing his thing. It's not like, you know, finally I get in the end zone. He still expects to make plays and make things happen. So I was very encouraged. And it's funny. I, I, I also don't know if I've ever seen an offensive line that is this – like this offensive line and this scheme produce this much rushing success and then have so many questions on the flip side – on, on pass protection. They can't pass block at all. They yeah, can't they can't block pass block at all. Hey. But if you if you line these dudes up and tell them to, to get off the line and move it and, and get some – move the line of scrimmage and give, give some guys some space to rush the rock, they they can do that really, really well. So it, it was a very, very impressive win. I'm interested to see if we could start to string it together. I, I, I don't know if – the Patriots didn't take those guys seriously or what happened, but we got on their ass early and we never let up. Even when it started to flip a little bit, like Eli said, when K-Baron came, or not uh, K-Baron, not Eli, Eli doesn't play quarterback for the Patriots. But when Zappy came on and flipped it a little bit, it was like, because I, I don't know about you guys, I kind of felt like, okay, like, here we go. Like, looks like they're going to go ahead and turn this around. And the Bears never let up across the board and took care of business. I was thoroughly impressed. I don't think that they expected the Bears to come out. Obviously, I didn't expect the Bears to come out and score in their first two possessions. So I no. think, like I said, we really we hit them in the mouth early. That shocked them. That had them playing from behind. And then obviously with the injured Mac Jones, who look that that Mac Jones interception, we see a lot of egregious picks. Like we talk about it every week. Some of the stuff that we see out there. That was one of the most egregious interceptions I've ever seen a quarterback throw. Like he had yeah. no business. Uh, launching that ball so when you're out there doing shit like that like they were obviously off their rocker and outside of that zappy magic i think they went up 14 10 after the two zappy drives and never scored again didn't do yeah. anything the rest of the ball game just gave up 23 <laughs> more points so we 100 caught them off guard they had no idea what to do they couldn't stop the run game into the third down thing when you're constantly giving up third and long these are third and two third and three and we're grinding out like i formation you know short yardage situations this is third and 14. You're getting to the quarterback because that line is so bad, and he's just escaping from you and breaking off 14-yard runs. Even the commit throw on third down. Like, come on, man. The Bears are never making that play. Nothing in the film that you've watched of the Chicago Bears has Justin Fields escaping a sack and hitting Cole Komet on the sideline for a, thir for a third and 14 conversion, right? So I think when shit like that's happening, man, obviously it was just the Bears' day, but – it wasn't luck, man. There was something in the game plan and the way that Getsy was just using different people, even in the run game, the switching between Montgomery and Herbert, even getting Pettis some touches in there. Like, we were just gashing them, and they kind of never took the foot off the gas. Like, I, I just – I love what we did from the game plan. I love what we did as far as executing it. You would think we threw for 300 yards, only threw for like 170 yards, but they all meant something. When they're 10, 15-yard gains, which, again, we've been crying for in this offense for years – um man that's all we need to see like the chunk plays like all that man like i've never been more satisfied in the fields era than i am today without a doubt yeah yeah a couple things from the box score that that jumped to me first off the bears starting field position on average was the chicago 42 like you put fields in position where he's not backed up into his own end zone and he can do some things like i thought uh a couple weeks ago when what which game was that the vikings game it, it took him so long to get going because he was just backed up the whole time. When the defense is playing well, it it bleeds into the offense. And speaking of the defense, you talked about that that zappy run. The they go they score fourteen 
points real quick. The, the crowd's going crazy. After that, here's the Patriots' drives. Ends in fumble, punt, punt, interception, interception, end of game. Like, the defense just did not let them do anything after that. Um, but as for the luck thing, the one thing I will point out is that it, that's not sustainable is the Bears had five fumbles and recovered all five of them. Like, just the law of averages, at some point, the ball is going to bounce the wrong way. But the Bears, like, I thought it was what you were saying, Sean, that Fields, when he would, when he would make a mistake, when he would fumble the snap, he, he didn't let that rattle him. He would come right back and make a play. We saw so many times with Mitch Trubisky, one mistake led into a second mistake, led into a third mistake, led into Matt Nagy not trusting him, led into the offense kind of collapsing. Fields screwed up. He dropped a snap or he would hold on to the ball too long. Very next play, he was right back at it. And, and you need to see that from a young quarterback. So I was very impressed uh, with, with what Fields was doing um, yesterday because it would have been easy for him in the rain against a team like the Patriots to – just tuck it in and say like this isn't our day, but he didn't do that. So, so that's real progress moving forward. I think that's a big testament to to Luke Gitsy and and the, and the play calls and the and the and the offensive game plan that was that was rattling. He Justin knew where he had to go with the ball or knew what he had to do on every play. That's what's going on in 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 New York with the Giants. Dayball is making it extremely easy for Daniel Jones. Here's option one. Here's option two. Run the ball. That's it. There's no room to make mistakes because he's not asking him to drop back and go through all these progressions and break down and read defenses and all this other shit. He's getting Daniel Jones out of the pocket and making him make very easy decisions. A couple of the plays that stood out to me, the screen pass call to, to Herbert. Amazing. Amazing. Perfect call. Yeah. Amazing call. Great job. The, the, uh, the end around to, to Pettis. Great call. No one cameraman pulled the camera. No, no, yeah. no one saw that coming. That's an amazing call. There was a lot of just different things, even and even as much as you don't like it, Ibraflus knew the flow of the game. For example, it was third and seven. And we ran a we ran a like a just like a straight ISO up the middle for like five yards to make sure Santos could get in field goal range. He it, you those are the spots you would obviously like to see Justin Fields throw the rock. But I think Ibrahim and, and the gang had had the the beat on the flow and and the game plan, and they knew that they could win. They knew like what they were going to do, and yeah. they were confident in it. So that was why they they ran the ball, kicked the field goal, and they knew that the Patriots were going to have trouble on offense. So I was very impressed across the board. A lot of the things that um, you're saying. Also, I got to I got to give Roquan Smith a shout out. This guy is easily the best defensive player on our team, and he's easily a top five linebacker in the entire NFL. He's everywhere, every play, always around the ball. It's just like I don't – those are the guys I would love you build the rest of the, the defense on. Figure out what you need to do to get him re-signed. I don't care about the letter that he dropped or any of that shit. <laughs> Ryan Poles needs to figure out what he needs to do to keep one of the best young linebackers in the league. And you figure out found that you work you you build around those foundation pieces, and he's definitely one of them. Should also gonna, oh, go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to say Jaquan Brisker as well. I just saw this yeah. stat pop up through seven games this year. Jaquan Brisker, forty-two tackles, two sacks, one pick, one fumble recovered, and has played all but one defensive snap for the Bears. Yeah, so, he's everywhere look, we, too. We talked about it last week as far as their draft strategy. If, if Brisker and Gordon were your top two guys, I had no problem with you making that picks because. 
the Bears needed help all over the field. And, obviously and the one, the one snap there, he so. missed was when he got kicked in the nuts. And then yeah, came out and then came out. I don't know yeah. how that was not a penalty. He lifted his leg, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, what I was going to say is like credit also, like we talked about Getze, but like this mini buy between a Thursday night game and a Monday night game, a lot of teams will do self-scouting. And it, it's clear that the Bears did that because Nick, we talked last week in that Washington game when Fields threw the interception off dude's helmet. And it's like, you have to be bet You have to be smarter than that. You have to figure out where the angle is. Well, he clearly worked on his launch angles because that screen pass to Herbert, you saw him initially look to throw it over his, and then he pumped and threw it sidearmed. And like, that's a, a play that last year, Justin Fields would not have made. And he figured out that he needs to change his arm angle on stuff like that. And credit to the bears for self-scouting and figuring out where his deficiencies are and how he can improve those. So, um, like, I see in the chat, someone said, do you think the Bears are tanking this season? I, I feel like the Bears are, organizationally, we've talked about this, they're not putting the best product on the field. They don't have the most talent. But the guys that are in the locker room and the coaching staff, they're trying to win every single week. And they, you can see that every week they're trying to get better. And, and that was an example of that, I thought, uh, in this mini buy, self-scouting and figuring out how fields can improve. So, so credit to them for that. And just to add on that real quick, on that screen pass to Herbert, right? Because it was some fluky-looking shit that it's just like, yo, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. Um, and I think that this is kind of another thing we've wanted from Fields. Like, Fields is the best athlete on the field, right? Like, sometimes you go out and you watch Lamar, he's the best athlete on the field. Like, fuck the game plan. For better or worse, you watch Kyler Murray, he's the best athlete on the field. He plays like it, right? Sometimes with Fields, you just want him to do that. And I feel like yesterday was kind of his – Fuck it. I'm the best athlete on the field. I'm going to sidearm Mahomes, this kind of shit right here. I'm going to run away from this. I'm going to make, even on the touchdown run he had, uh, someone was breaking it down yesterday. He cut up right at the right time to miss the defender and get into the end zone for that. It's just understanding that I am the best athlete on the field, right? And when push comes to shove, no one can, no one is better than me, right? And I think just having that mentality, you saw that several times yesterday and that goes to that confidence that we're just talking about like look man just understand it look at some of these other guys that are out there as they're kind of learning and figuring it out that just understand on certain plays i'm just better than everybody and just make the play a lot of the hits or excuse me a lot of the runs he had yesterday too what he i think he had 17 rushes yesterday i would say he took about two hits max there a lot of it was getting out of bounds a lot of it was taking was was sliding when he needed to so if we could get him to run and pick up chunk yardage and not take any hits, then that that's what needs to happen. And then we're really we're really in business. So, man, it was encouraging stuff. We're at Dallas next week. Oh. I was actually thinking about going to Dallas for the game, and I was like, man, why would I spend a bunch of money and go down to Dallas? And we're Dallas. Gonna, yeah, we're gonna get. What's there to do in Dallas? I've never been, man. I kind of wanted to check out Jerry's world. I'm, I'm kind of out on Texas as a whole, if we're going to be completely <laughs> honest. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. I think Austin's <laughs> the most overrated city in the entire By far, country. yes. Uh, the the, the love time. that Austin yeah. gets is insane. But Ridiculous. that's a, Never been. No, about, don't care. Yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. yeah. Been, we can I've talk been two about or three times, time. and yeah, it's just very overrated. Yeah, Criminally like, overrated. Yeah, and I've, yeah, you had a little barbecue, and it's like, all right, this is. Yeah, that's great. All right, cool. So but, yeah, I'm excited. like a winnable game, like. The Cowboys aren't they're they're good. Their record is good. They have talent, but like I don't see them as a, a team that the Bears don't match up against. Like it, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that the Bears came in there and, and gave them a fight. I mean, I'm not saying Get out of the pocket. Right. I'm not saying that the team that we saw last night is gonna be the team we're gonna see every week moving forward because this is the Chicago Bears after all. And 
nothing is continued. But <laughs> again, I, they have a plan. And if they can continue commit to running the ball, uh, they can stay in the game against a team like the Cowboys. Although they're shown they're gonna they're gonna commit to running a rock. Like, run yeah, the balls, this yeah. is they're 40, gonna run 45 the ball. rushes yesterday. <laughs> they're yeah. gonna run the ball. Forty-three yards. There's Look, no and, question. And you gotta be if you if you thought that uh, Judon was 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 in our face last night. Take that, multiply it by three, and that's Michael Parsons. So as yeah. long as as long as you key in on that, and I think like they tried to last night by moving him around, you got a chance because that running game. And like Sean just said, he's an elite runner. Like he he's not a good runner, he's not a solid runner, he's, he's an elite, an elite runner. runner, right? Yeah. Like elite when he escapes, it's like, oh shit. Um, so like look, man, use that, but like to Sean's point, just don't get hit. And listen, hey, listen, man, and one thing real quick. I watch this every week, man. And look, I don't want I don't want to I don't want to get too deep in this, but give my man some flags. I don't know what it is about Fields and Mahomes and some of these other guys that don't get the flag that some of these <laughs> other guys get. Yeah. I, even even Mahomes, because it's not pedigree, right? You can say, oh, Fields doesn't have the pedigree of Tom Brady. Well, t- uh, Patrick Mahomes does, and he doesn't get those calls either. So let's be consistent, because on that screen pass, Justin Fields got sandwiched after he threw the ball. Yeah. So I just want to see some consistency in that. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. But um, elite runner of the football. No doubt. No doubt. I, I hope we can continue to move the pocket and just put him in really good situations because I'm telling you, out here in New York, I'm watching a bunch of the Giants, and literally this guy, Daniel Jones, has one option, maybe two, and it's either run or throw it out of bounds. There's no room for, for turning the ball over. There's no room for confusion. And he's doing that with no wide receivers. They'd have no one to throw the ball to. It's, they're like in a very similar situation to us where they have a young mobile quarterback. Fields is younger than, than Jones, obviously, but continue to move. If you're setting up Justin Fields for failure, if you have him dropping back, standing in the pocket with that offensive line and our weapons on the edge, it's as simple as that. Get him out of the pocket, roll him out, bootleg, naked bootleg. And, you know, the – I just got to go back to Getsy, man. It wasn't a lot of uh, – when the game started, I was a little worried it was just going to be run, run, pass, right? Like run, run, screen, run, run, screen. And I'm like, all right, here we go again. And then they started switching it up. They were running play action on first down after a, after a first down. They were running bootleg on first down. They were throwing it on second down. So it was a, it was a beautiful performance. And I, I want to I close it on this. Bill Belichick is just – he does not have the juice anymore. I, I, I've said this multiple times now. There, there was just a time, and I think a lot of people were on the Patriots last night, including myself. I kind of fell for it as well off the lure of Bill Belichick. Monday night, a one, one-sided one offense that's just going to run? Oh, yeah, Bill, Bill's going to scheme up something for that, and it's going to be all over. We ran the ball for 250. And he knew we were going to run the ball 40 times. He had no answer whatsoever. They did nothing. So I need to st- like, stop just using the, the narrative of Bill Belichick is going to take care of business because he's Bill Belichick and that shit's not real. That roster's weak over there too. So. Sean, are you implying that someone that let their offensive coordinator go be the head coach of the Raiders and replaced him with Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, who were maybe the two worst coaches of the last decade, 
Yes, that's you think, you're saying. You're saying that might have been a mistake. That's that's not going to work. I, if you if you were watching the telecast, Bill Buck goes. Bill yeah, Buck. Joe Buck. Joe Buck. My fault. <laughs> Joe Buck. Shut up, Joe Bill Buck says, "Yeah, Matt Patricia. Yeah, you know, he's like a reclamation project. He used to be here in Foxborough. He called the defense, and now <laughs> he's calling the offense. It's like, <laughs> doesn't work. Oh that well, way. that probably doesn't work too <laughs> well. Does problem, like, yeah. yeah, that's like an issue. So. Uh, you know, they're like, I wonder why Mac Jones isn't progressing. Hmm, I wonder why. Let's replace Josh McDaniels with Matt Patricia. <laughs> like, so, wait, yeah. so let me ask you guys this. I mean, I know we're not a Patriots breakdown show, but if you're if you're them next week, I don't know if they're buys next week or if they play. If Mac Jones is healthy, do you go Jones or Zappy? I think they just that that decision was already made. I think you think it it's Zappy? Made. I think you just saw a guy lose his job in real time last night. Yeah, but then Zappy was awful. Yeah, Zappy was trash. Second half of the game. I mean, he was I think you have to go back to Jones. Oh man, you do not want to be doing that. So they have no week. quarterback. Well, every they, half, have, they essentially have no quarterback. Every every half, you're going to go yeah. back and forth. I don't know. It's, it's a, yeah, that's a tough. Yeah, they, a tough they situation. put themselves in a box, thinking but, that but, it would settle themselves, and it didn't. But work. who cares? I don't care about the Patriots. I don't care yeah. what they do. Like, yeah. figure it out. I don't. I don't know. I know that Justin Fields just went up to Foxborough, where we hadn't won in 20 years, and got a W in very dominant fashion and like we, i said with a better team that's 52 to 14 trust me there's, yeah, two, yeah. there's two or three more touchdowns that are on there with a better roster okay let me ask you one more thing before we let eli go do you think we should have tried to punch it in for 40 on the last on the last thing that too yeah absolutely i don't i didn't understand what was that knee that was bullshit just yeah, the enforcement thing, man. Dude, that would have been my and I told you before the game, three touchdowns for fields. That would have been my third fields touchdown, man. I was hot. I thought <laughs> I was like, you feel the yeah, make a statement. I don't know, like, why not? You don't have yeah, to I mean, don't see them again for another four years. It's not like they're a divisional opponent, like, go for it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm I'm always, yeah, just put punch a little exclamation point on that, it and punch flu- it in. That's a fluce call 100%, right? That's yeah, not, sure. not Getsy yeah, yeah, jumping in there being like, all right, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, look. Either way, man. The Bears put up thirty-three points last night. The Bears scored on their first two possessions last night. The Bears beat a team by double digits on prime time on the road last night, and a team that we thought was much better than us. So, man, listen. It's a good W. It's a great W. It's That's great what I need. Remember the check boxes, checkpoints we're talking about. That yeah. was a major, major check in the boxes. Yeah. That's all I needed, man. Let's build go. Off that. Bear down. Build off that. Let's build off that. We're on the road next week in Dallas, Jerry's world. The Dallas Cowboys didn't look that good against the, the Lions. Lions have given up 27 points to every single team they played except the Dallas Cowboys, and that game easily could have flipped a couple of different ways. The Lions fumbled on the one. Dak threw a couple potential pick sixes that were dropped. It was not so, a real 24-6 to six. if you watch that game. Yeah, if you watch that game. It was not a real 24-6. to no. six. The Lions are in that game. Yeah, They're just, yeah, yeah. No question. Eli Cabron, thanks for joining us, my boy. I appreciate it, man. Go Bears. You already know. We'll see you, see you later. Later, man. Big Nick the Quick, what's happening, man? How we feeling? It's a good W, man. Man, beautiful W, man. Always feels good to come off the dub. I know I know your pockets don't feel the oh, same bro, way, but it's all good, man. You lived, you lived, you lived, you lived to play another day. You know I, mean? I was You'll dumb, right. too. I was dumb, too. When they went up 10-0, it was still even money. I could have had <laughs> Are your pockets are your back. pockets worse off of the uh, the Nuggets twenty five point loss or bro? Did you watch that game? <laughs> not, not. Dude, I saw the, the box. <laughs> yo, yo, <laughs> yo, I watched I watched that. Was heavy on that one. <laughs> I, I yo, Denver is cruising in the first half, bro. 
like they're up like they're up they're up like at one point twelve or thirteen. Um, Portland closes the half pretty strong. <laughs> Portland closes the half pretty strong. Anthony Simons comes out in the third <laughs> quarter, hits six threes. Oh, he's nice. Yo, he is just he is a pure, <laughs> bucket. pure, pure bucket, pure bucket. jump shooter, whatever you want to call it. Anthony Simons went ballistic. Yo, he had but the, and, and six of them were in the third quarter. He was going ballistic, coming off screens, knocking down everything. Also, say what you want about Nurkic, he gives Jokic problems. Go look at the box scores throughout oh, yeah. throughout the the last four or five I, matchups. I'm not anti Nurkic. Yeah. yeah, you are a little bit. No, I'm not. I'm anti, I'm anti Nurkic when you have five other guys who all they want to do is score and not <laughs> you, play defense. You're a little anti Nurkic, no, man. I'm anti Nurkic and Cantor front court thinking that that's going to contend with the Western <laughs> Conference. That's what I'm anti. I but have Portland, no problem. Nurkic on his own is great. Yeah, that's Portland, revenge, man. Remember they picked uh, they picked Jokic over him, man. Every time he sees yeah. Jokic, that's uh, that's lunch. Yeah, no, that he gives him problems, and that wasn't really <laughs> something I should have considered that more when I was. That's a revenge the game. game for him, man. Yeah, he, but yeah, like I, I thought the I got the I got minus three. That was the best number. It closed at minus four and a half, minus five. But yeah, man, that third quarter, they tucked him away in the third. Yeah, I pull up the box score for me. I don't have my phone. Tell me how many points the Nuggets scored in the third quarter. It had yeah, to be like it was twelve. 40, it was it was forty four twenty five in the third, I believe. Forty four twenty five in the third. Yeah, I mean like yeah. Anthony Simons went crazy. Yeah, forty four twenty five in the third. Yeah, forty four twenty five. So it was over after that. They had never they were done. It was Nuggets. Were, Nuggets were up five at half and ended up losing by twenty five. So it was a quite, yeah. I mean quite, quite the third turnaround in the, uh, the second half. Yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. So they tucked him in too. You know what it kind of reminded me of? We talk about this all the time too, and then we'll we'll, we'll finish up the NFL and then come back. Portland to this also four and zero, by the way. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll come back to this <laughs> NBA talk. Um, but it reminded me of. When Golden State just like would at would come in waves and just demoralize you, and that was what quarter. it was. It yeah. was like Dame come down, bang. Anthony Simons, bang off the screen, bang, bang. It was like man, dude. The third quarter has proven to be the most important quarter in the in NBA games for a while now. Yes. Like if you want to watch an if you only want to watch an NBA game, but you only want to watch it for twenty minutes, watch the third quarter. It'll yeah. tell you everything nah, you need facts. to know. Facts. 100%. Third quarter is pivotal. Close the close the half and then the third quarter. Yep. Tell you, tell you, been doing that for years. Third quarter runs and no one can beat them. Yep, exactly right. So, all right, let's go back to the NFL really quick. Couple, couple of things going on NFL Week Seven. Let's talk about this Matt Ryan thing really quick because I have a specific question for you. Sure. Because as much as I don't like Matt Ryan, I thought this could have been handled a little differently. Now, Matt Ryan gets benched. After seven games for Sam Ellinger of Texas, formerly mobile guy. Apparently, Frank Wright said he's been really good in practice, <laughs> likes what he sees in practice. So he's going to go with him. And he said he made it clear to Matt Ryan that, hey, this wasn't, this is our fault too. We told you you'd have a great A run game. You do not. We told you you'd have good protection. You do not. We told you we'd have a, a top caliber defense like we did previously in, in, in the last we couple of years. We do not. So <laughs> it was almost like he apologized and said, hey, for all those reasons, you're getting back there. You're back there getting killed. So we're going to go with Sam. Now, I have a question quick. Mm -hmm. We are on wax for multiple years now telling you Matt Ryan is not an NFL quarterback. You can go, you can go through my Twitter. You can go through anything you want. Any At any point – 
I've, I was in Atlanta and I sent out an Instagram story of Mercedes Benz Stadium, and the caption was Matt Ryan's not a Hall of Famer. Like I've been trying, I've been trying. But been telling, over the last year, I can count on three times that I could think of that which you put money in behind Matt yes. Ryan, though. Which yeah. Is, yeah, I think, um, I think I know you put him in the. I saw the MSG commercial where you put him in the black book, like he's done. Yeah, he's <laughs> that done. was great. That was great, by the way. Yeah. So <laughs> there's there's um. You know, sometimes you got to back bad quarterbacks in the NFL. That's where the value is, wherever the number lands. But, yeah, that's correct. Now, as much as I, I I don't think Matt Ryan's a Hall of Famer, I truly believe that. I don't care how many top ten lists he's on. I also believe that he's just not a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's been brutal for the last three years. Very Eli Manning-esque. Turns the ball over at an insane rate, actually. The, you're, alarm, you, you're in New York now. You better call him two times Super Bowl uh, champion alar- before the boys come out for you, man. <laughs> al- al- alarming, alarming <laughs> turnovers throughout his career, right? Mm-hmm. Especially the last few seasons. I say that to say this, man. They easily could have said, and I think he should have said this. Frank Wright should have been like, it should have went and had a conversation with Matt and said, hey, we're going to bench you. But doesn't doesn't Matt Ryan deserve to have the shoulder narrative be the reason? His shoulder's banged up. He's going to sit down until healthy. Well, they kind of tried to have it both ways. But he never but he never gets healthy and you know he just never makes it back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is is there a reason to publicly bench him and say, "Hey, yeah, we're going to go with Sam. They owe him an insane amount of money, like 25 or $27 million this year. Don't quote me on that number, but it's a big number they own this year, and they own guaranteed money next year. Great. It, it, how, well, how do you feel about how the Frank Wright so and the Colts I, went about the situation? So I feel like they kind of tried to have it both ways. Like he's, They said, we're going with Sam for the rest of the year, which is the definitive statement, right? But I think what prompted the benching was the shoulder situation, but it's like, hey, we're taking him out because the shoulder, but even when the shoulder heals up, he's not going to be our quarterback. So I feel like they did kind of try to have it both ways. But no, man, I don't think he owes them any of that, especially after what they went through with Carson. Remember, he's still burnt from the Carson Wentz experience last year where he thought he had a guy, his guy, knew him in Philly, thought that he was going to be that finishing piece, and then Carson Wentz just shit it all over the place for him. So I think now he's just like, fuck it, man. I'm going to go ahead and and hit this restart right now because this Frank Reich's seat is very, very hot. Very, 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 very yeah, hot. People, yeah, people have been smoldering. Because <laughs> he's been saying, hey, we just need a quarterback. We just need a quarterback, which is funny. They could have just killed all this and just stuck with percent two years ago and saved all these draft picks and all this cash and drafted a quarterback. But that's neither here nor there. Actually, you go back three years. It was Rivers first. They went Rivers, then they went Wentz, then Wentz. they went Ryans. Yeah. So they have just keep trying to roll out these has-been quarterbacks as their as the, as the, what's going to try to work when the reality of the last three years you could have just developed one um yeah. so that's neither here nor there so as far as the respect no because he's been playing like shit did you see the picks that he threw last week egregious we talk about egregious picks. This, this guy is throwing insane picks the first pick that or the second pick i think he threw last week was unforgivable you should have got a misdemeanor for it. It was terrible. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So, like, you're out there doing like, for real, bro. That should have been 500. Hey, punish, punishable for up to $1,000 and 60 days in jail. Fuck out of here, man. No driving for a month um, type shit. So, no, I don't think he owes them any more than that. 
He owes the fact that this is a 17-game season. You get an extra game to turn around. You're only seven games in, and you need to turn around. On top of that, it's not like Ryan was playing okay and you're going to the young guy. Why not see what you have in Ellinger? I thought Ellinger was terrible at Texas, but it is what it is, man. Like, throw him in there, see what you got, because it's not happening with Matt Ryan. Not when you're turning the ball over like that, man. It's one thing to be ineffective. It's another thing to keep giving the ball to the other team, and he keeps giving the ball to the other team, and he just went through that with Wentz. So, no, I don't think he owes him anything, man. I'm surprised you're coming with this take right now. Yeah, I just think on a respect level, on a you 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 brought him over there, you paid all the money for him, you you he's, did he's all still that. Getting paid, right? Yeah, I understand that, but you come on. I think you could they could have went about this a, a little different Matt, way. Matt big, Ryan is signed, sealed, and delivered his legacy, man. Like it's not like, and I'll give you a New York one. It's not like when McAdoo benched uh, Eli for Geno Smith for no apparent reason, right? Well, it's, it's not, not that type of situation. It's not. Why not? Because I think that was different. There was no reason to bring in Geno Smith. You weren't really trying to get a look at Geno Smith, and it was like week 15. The season was over. You know what I mean? In this situation, like, you still have a season that you can try to save. Through it all, they still won three ball games, right? Aren't they 3-3-1? No, well, yeah, no, they're 3-3-1, three, and, one, and yeah. they're second in the division, only exactly. a game back, right? So that's yeah. why they made – if they th- they can still make the playoffs. Matt Ryan can't overcome your deficiencies that you have back there. You just talk about all the things that they don't have. If you have all those things, then great. Matt Ryan can kind of guide you through it. But now you're asking Matt Ryan to go out there and make plays that his body isn't capable of making anymore. What I'm saying about Matt Ryan is you brought me over here. You paid me all the money. Now, like he said, you promised me a running game that's not, that's, that's not there. You promised me some protection which is not there. That's the only reason I came to the Colts. Protection, a top-level run game with Jonathan Taylor, and a good defense, a soft division where we'd have a chance to win the division and then potentially make some noise in You're the playoffs. You're acting like Matt Ryan the, had a bunch of suiters in the offseason. The, 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 the Colts for the, only a job that was available for, for him. The, no, I'm sure he could have went other places. I mean, I don't know that for a fact, but they, they went he – listen, don't hand-select me, promise me all this stuff, and then – through week seven, again back in the division, go with Sam Ellinger. That might be the right decision, but it's a respect thing where they could have said, hey, shoulders banged up, and he just never comes back. Not, I, I, I'm giving, here, hey, his Matt play Ryan. His field you, was disrespectful. You, you, his play on the field has been disrespectful. disrespectful. But you have been brutal. We're going to go with Sam Ellinger and then sit on the bench, my boy. Like they, they, I think they could have handled it in a better way. That's all I'm saying. For as much as I, I I don't agree, you know, as much as I wouldn't I wouldn't say Matt Ryan, you know, is not that man. Like he's not the guy that's can produce and win games for you. I don't think I think they could have handled this differently. So you're fine with the benching, but you think they should have so don't you think it's almost disrespectful then to come out and lie like, hey, this is about the shoulder, even though Matt Ryan knows his shoulder's healthy enough to play? Like, give him the respect of being straightforward and honest, man. Like, I'm the type no, person. No. Tell, what me the truth, tell me no, how you no, feel. No. What I'm saying is you have the real conversation with Matt. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you come out and you're like, yeah, Sam Ellinger's the look. But you're still going to dress Matt Ryan. That's the thing. If you come out and say his shoulder's unhealthy for him to play, you can't dress him for the rest of the year. He's their backup. Then don't he's dress up- him. Then who do you go to? Who do you call? I don't know. Somebody Jim, else. Jim, Jim Sorge, no, I'm not saying you shouldn't dress. I'm not saying you shouldn't dress him. But what I'm saying is that he essentially <laughs> just ended his career in week seven. 
as a starting quarterback. And I, it, I, it could have been handled in a better, more professional manner, I would say in that, my opinion. I would there, say that Matt a, Ryan ended his career in weeks one through seven as yeah, a starting I mean, quarterback. Listen, I get that. I understand that. You know what I'm? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He's not good enough agree, to start. I don't agree, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, like that's I, I fine. But you also brought me over here, and now you're just gonna, damn, you're just gonna bench me like that. It, I feel like they're just. It could have been handled a different way. It's a tough but business. His seat is I, so hot, though. He's not even thinking like. Yeah, I feel you. But the it's seat a is tough, hot. It's the a tough business, hot. and they have a chance to win the division. I I understand that, and maybe Frank just wanted to be up front with everybody across the board and say, hey, this is what it is. I'm going with I'm going with Sam Ellinger and then kill any questions yep. about what's going on. But I don't know. I felt like it could have. I mean, I don't know, man. I always just look out for my people and I feel like he didn't really look out for Matt right there. He's like, yeah, this boy is weak. I'm going with Sam Ellinger. Sorry. Yeah, well, he's Matt didn't look out for him, man. He just got burned by one of the last two years. Matt he's been burned by it. <laughs> he's given he's given like 70 million to Winston Rivers over the last two years and yeah, got Matt, nothing to show for it. Matt's over here losing games out. to Jacksonville Matt's not really looking, out for, him Matt's not looking out for me. And Matt is fine. What, you pick up 40 M's to do this? He's fine. Yeah, he, he's getting paid quite a bit of money. He's but I thought here, that man. was an interesting angle. Go, go I felt back like to they been... and take this money and you're fine. Yeah, there could have been a different way to handle it. I mean, so. but that division is so trash that it's crazy that, that that's the worst division in the NFL. And it's completely up for grabs. So. I mean, Tampa doesn't want it. Yeah, no. Falcons Tampa, don't Tampa's want it. not in there. That's NFC. So, that's the NFC South. You're talking about the NFC South. AFC oh, yeah. My, 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 why I keep, yeah. I keep putting them with the, yeah, with the, uh, with the what's it called? With the, uh, yeah, Colts, uh, Titans, yeah, the Colts, Texans. Titans. Yeah, another another ass division, too. Yeah. Titans, Colts, Texans, Jaguars. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you already know. All right, let's move over to Brady and Rodgers. We were talking about that a little bit offline. <laughs> I don't even want to cover this, to be completely honest. Like, I think – let me give you my take on Tom Brady. <laughs> he has it's, – it's really ugly off the field Barely. for him right now. I don't think I, – I, my guess is that he's – well, we know that he's dealing with the Giselle thing. We don't know, you know, how much he's seeing the family and dealing with all that stuff. I don't know how good his relationship is with his teammates in a lot of aspects. You know what I see, Tom? You're looking at him sideways. You know what I see, Tom, right now? He's at an empty ass crib by himself. There's like t- there's like takeout and shit. Fr- all- it's that fresh. It's that fresh friendship. Wait, <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, look, and there's there's like takeout. There's t- empty TB12 supplement <laughs> bottles all over the crib. Like he's like, yeah, like, come in, come in. Yeah, oh, like Tom, you in there? Like yeah, yeah, light on. Yeah, come yeah. in, yeah. <laughs> and he's knocking TB12. And he's knocking TB12 bottles off the Tom's table. Got the Pornhub on and, refresh. Yeah, and like he's just. <laughs> I think he's just going through it right now, right? Dog. So off the field we always talk about this when off the field is rocky bro you're on your the own, field is going to be rocky about your own life man you ever got into it with your girl real bad the morning before work and the whole work day is just yo 100 it's no off. different off can't present i can't can't gather notes phones text messages going off every five minutes it's, like, <laughs> man, I can't it's deal no with different yeah. Yeah. and i think that's what tom is dealing with he his home life is is all shattered who knows? Who knows where he's living or who's there? Who knows if? Hey, let's keep it real. This is the No Catch Up podcast. He might have some joints around. That's taking. That's taking. You know what I mean? That's taking some attention away from him. And I don't know this for facts, but this is just me thinking about the potential stuff that's going on. Yeah. He's yelling at his teammates. Who knows how how good that relationship is? They are completely out of sync on offense. Well, Mike I- Evans. Mike. 
Mike Evans signing autographs after the what game with the refs was so egregious that it, it 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 spoke to me in a lot of ways of how not locked in they are. They don't they didn't he didn't seem upset about the game. They just got smoked. He just dropped a uh, a 60 70 yard touchdown pass in the game. He's signing autographs with the refs after. It, it's just uh it's all bad for Tom right now and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. When you want to talk about locked in, and I, I was shocked when I saw him at Kraft's wedding on a Friday night. Like, look, man, I, and we're you and I are both like, yo, go live your life. These dudes have lives. We can't yeah. expect them to be, you know, fucking, you know, militaristic seven days a week. But on the Friday before a game, you're in New York City, and you have a game on Sunday, and you're at a wedding kicking it. Like, I thought when I saw those pictures, I was like, yo, that's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, and especially amid questions on whether or not you're all in, right? <clears throat> you missed the time. Excuse me. You missed the time in training camp, right? Obviously, this season started off slow. You have all the other questions surrounding you. Is he in? Is he out? You retire. You unretire. You get your coach fired. Like, let's let's keep it real. You got your coach fired 100%. Um, and then this is the product that you're putting out there. Like, yeah, man, it's, it's a lot of questions. So I think... The whole, like, is he locked in? Are, is, are his teammates rocking with him? Normally, we wouldn't care about Tom Brady yelling at anybody on the sidelines. Tom Brady's been yelling at folks on the sidelines forever. forever. <laughs> but but when you put it in with all this other stuff, and some of these dudes are like, what about those three weeks you missed in camp? What about where were you at on Friday, bro? We weren't at Robert Kraft's wedding, living it up with Meek Mill and all them boys. Like, yeah. come on, man. We're in the middle of a season. so like, And you yeah, know you what's had- even worse about this whole thing with that element is – no one can really say that to Tom. Yeah. But people are talking about that shit. For sure. Like in the background. Yeah. They see Tom like, oh, Tom, what's up, baby? Like, But like, this motherfucker's not even showing up to shit. Like, well, no one's like, I don't, no one has the stature to pull up to Tom and be, literally the head coach doesn't have this, the stature to pull it. up to Tom and be like, hey, man, what the fuck are you doing? Why aren't yeah. you like what? And, and, no, and Todd Bowles. Or, first or, off, Todd Bowles voice back. Hey man, what you doing, man? Why does he talk like that? Hey, Todd, man, was that Robert Kraft? Todd, right, Todd Bowles does talk like that. <laughs> but it, it, it was, it was, it's that situation where he's not asking Bowles to do this stuff. He's telling him what he's going to do, and Bowles, yeah. nobody has yeah, the whatever. stature to be like, yeah. But and, which is and, funny because his problem with Arians, Arians was that I Arians think, wasn't all the way locked in. Was Arians, that his problem with Arians? But I, but I also think Arians would be the guy <laughs> that would tell him, like, yeah. "Yo, what the fuck?" You saw what Arians told AB. Yeah, like so that 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 whole element is, is very very interesting. They got shut out until the fourth quarter. They kicked a field goal in the fourth quarter, yeah. just almost like to put some against points the on Carolina the Panthers. I guess you know what I mean. Beyond shambles, thirty-two for forty-nine. 5.9 yards uh, an attempt for Thomas Brady. It's all bad over there, man. He still doesn't so, throw interceptions, which is great. Only still only one pick on. Well, the it's year. hard to throw interceptions <laughs> when you don't. He, he's not really throwing the yeah. ball downfield like that. Yeah, so, and look, you talk about that Evans drop. I thought that the, the whole autograph thing was crazy. I know the league is now looking into it because the officials should not be getting autographs from players in the tunnel. That yo, that's insane. Crazy, it, that that was at least how happy was Mike. Hey, Mike. He's like Mike. Like what the fuck. Multiple, um, multiple, multiple reps. Yeah, multiple reps coming up. Um, that situation is bad, man. The only saving grace is it's a shit division. So they do have time to turn around. Yeah. Um, but to your point, I don't know if you necessarily have the guys or the head coach that has the pull to kind of turn that thing around. Like, what's Todd Bowles going to do? Talk to you about how he led the, the fucking 3-13 and 13 
New York Jets and how they turned their season around. Like he doesn't necessarily have the the cachet to go in there and start kicking the ass like it needs to. But that's an unfocused club for sure. That is yeah. an unfocused team. Um, there were questions coming in, but she didn't think it was going to look like this. There's no reason they shouldn't be five and two, six and one. Schedule's been pretty easy. So I yeah. mean, who have they played? They play the Panthers, the Steelers, the Falcons, the Saints, the Cowboys, and the Packers and the Chiefs. So I mean, outside of the Chiefs, outside of the Chiefs, that's that they should be six and one. <laughs> yeah, like let's be honest. If we're yeah. if we're holding the standard that Tom has been held to his entire career, they should be six and one. Yeah. So uh, let's move over to our boy or my boy. I, 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 Shout I'll out the blackhead coach getting uh getting the getting the win out in Carolina though. Yeah, he he's he's throwing big blocks. He's throwing big blocks the team. Throwing cats. He's throwing big blocks. He's trading his best players. I'm not dealing with this. I'm not having it. Steve Wilkes. Shout out Steve Wilkes. He got screwed out in Arizona. They only gave him one year with Josh Rosen as quarterback, and then fired him. But we we know we know how that goes. Yeah. Meanwhile, Matt Matt Rule is getting sixty million to not show up to work. So I digress. Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron Rodgers is also struggling. Yep. Matt LaFleur apparently forgot how to call offense. I've been telling you about LaFleur for a while, too. That's a whole other conversation. Sure. They haven't been playing well. Rodgers hasn't looked good. I almost think this Devontae Adams departure is getting too much attention. He's not filling all these gaps. He's filling a lot of them. He's filling a few of them. He's not filling all these Their gaps. receiver play has been absolutely brutal, though. No, it has been. But, th- th- people but there's are, a bigger people issue. Are, People are talking like if Devontae Adams was around, they'd be seven and they'd be seven and one or six right. and one. It's yeah, like, yeah. nah, I don't know about that. There's a lot of there's a lot of issues with this squad. They cannot stop the run whatsoever. People run up and down the field on the Packers week yeah. in, week out. The Bears and then, did. And then and then they can't run the ball. So they give up they give up tons of running, rushing yards weekly. Then they can't run the ball. Then they ask Rodgers essentially to just throw the ball all over the yard to a bunch of guys that are other suspect. Very. And Rodgers can't get it done. It's too tough. So where are you at with the Rodgers situation? Are they done? Are you leaning them not making the playoffs? Can they make Listen, a run back at Minnesota Aaron, and win the division? What do you think? Aaron Rodgers has been covering up the warts on this team for the past 10 years. Facts. Been covering up the warts on this team for the past 10 years, right? So that's why when you do pull away Devontae, right, it's not just that Devontae is some world beater. He is. But it's not like Devontae plays defense and runs the ball. It's and all a team that. game. Yeah. But when you add, when you take a special player like Rodgers, right, and he's going to get his 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 uh, his criticism in this Packers start because it is on him as well. But when you take a special player like Rodgers and you add a top tier wide receiver like Devontae Adams to the mix, you are able to cover up a ton of your warts on offense. Whether that's stuff about you can't run the ball, whether that's your inability to pass protect whether that's a lack of creativity and play calling from your head coach, right? All those different things are taken care of or covered up to some extent when you have Rodgers and Adams, right? You have two of the very best at their position. So when you peel away one of those things, right, it does make a massive difference because now all you really have is Rodgers, right? All you really have is Rodgers. We can talk about David Bakhtiari, the guy's been hurt for four years, right? I get it. He's a great offensive lineman when he plays. But if I hear another David Bakhtiari's out on this play, the guy's out <laughs> every fucking other day. And it's been this way for years, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> you cover up all those things by these great players. And the more great players that you lose, the more those warts start to come to the top. Aaron Rodgers can't cover this entire thing up. So you talk about LaFleur. Yeah, man, it's easy to call plays when you have Rodgers and Adams. 
when you pull those guys away, what do you have? You have Nathaniel Hackett. And folks <laughs> like that, you understand what I'm trying to tell you right now? Like, it's yeah. easy. It's yeah. easy when you have that kind of talent in the building. So when that talent leaves, now you actually have to step up. Rodgers has to do more, right? Your running game has to do more. LaFleur has to do more. And some of these guys aren't equipped to do more. That's what it comes down to, man. We can't we can't look at teams like the Bears and some of these other squads and be like, oh, you can't get it done without talent. And then look at the Packers and be like, well, why are they struggling? It's clear. They don't have the talent and they don't have the coaching to overcome it. So, yeah, the Adams thing is absolutely massive. It was always going to be massive. All the people in the offseason who were like, well, this is actually going to make it better because he's not forcing it to Devontae Adams. You yeah. want to force the fucking ball to Devontae Adams. <laughs> There's a reason that he had 150 targets a year. 160 targets a year. He's throwing the ball to him 10 times per game. That is huge part of your offense that's out when you replace that with Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watkins and an over-the-hill Randall Cobb who all of a sudden you're relying on his wide receiver number one. Like, come on, what are we talking about here? So, yeah, that stuff matters. And, yeah, it causes Aaron Rodgers to break the plays and go off and do his own thing and start to play hero ball, which may have worked 15 years ago when he was throwing Hail Marys to win games. But guess what? He's a 35, 36-year-old quarterback right now. Like, yeah, all those things matter. And then on the the defensive end, you thought this defense would be a lot better. But, again, defense plays differently when they know they have an offense on the other end that can score 30. (coughs) When you don't have that, and now you're actually relying on your defense to stop people and to stop them from scoring because you don't have the offensive firepower at the other end, Everything looks differently. So, yeah, man, this thing's about to get a lot uglier before it gets better. Yeah, they, they just go lost to, to the Commanders. They go to Buffalo against Henneke. By the way, shout out Tyler Heineke. I've been saying since the day, day one they never should have replaced Buddy with Wayne. Hey, Heineke, if you have nice. there, yo, Heineke, if you look at it, if you look at his face in the helmet, he looks like he should have been playing like in 1945. Yeah, he got that like no face mask face. Like that's yeah. what he looks like. He should have the leather helmet on. Shot I fuck with Heineke, man. He's yeah. solid, man. So, no like, doubt. yeah, I think again, like that. So the it's not just losing Adams, it's what Adams represented to that team, and as far as just the band-aid that he was for how shitty they are. The Packers' best offensive skill players, Aaron Jones. And week in and week out, he flat out doesn't get enough touches. Last week against the the Commanders, he had eight carries. Nine receptions, eight carries. Twelve total rushes for the Green Bay Packers last week. That is just not balanced enough to get it done on the road, especially with the offensive skill wide receivers they have, all the stuff that you just went over with Rodgers. So, yeah, man, it's going to get ugly out there. They have to go to Buffalo. On Sunday night, and play the Bills Sheesh. in in upstate New York or what or, or West New York in Buffalo. So, yeah, it's gonna get it's gonna get tough. That defense is tough too. That's a tough place to play. So yeah, and I mean, they're rolling. They we we said this a couple of years ago. The the Packers were or the the decline was on the way when the relationship with with Rodgers was fractured, and we're starting to see it right now in living color which a lot of it is his doing i know you i know you love aaron Rodgers and you don't want to criticize him on anything but if you're going to sit here and tell me that the way that he's handled the last three off seasons haven't put a black cloud over this franchise and gotten the way of doing other things that could maybe making this team better over the last three years then you're crazy man i'm sorry but it's more of a dark cloud like a child you make your bed and you lie in it now i'm not saying that it wasn't their fault initially it's more of the dark cloud that they they cast over the offense by not 
not drafting a, a, a skill player for 15 seasons in a row. Then leave. Then just leave. If yeah, that was the case, then you should have just came out and said, get me out of here. Not this, oh, it's a beautiful nightmare. And, oh, let me go back <laughs> and feed uh, mushrooms and hyacinthia and all this stuff. And fucking Joshua Tree. It's all great. Like, fucking just say, man, I want to get the fuck up out of here. It's pretty easy, right? Don't do not do this whole thing and then you sign for $50 million and it's all good. That's my point, man. Like, hey, don't absolve him of all this weird shit, dude. Let's let's not, bro. Come on, man. I know you love this guy. I know this is your man's. I know this is the greatest quarterback, quarterback you've ever seen. seen. I know you wanted to get his jersey a few years ago and all this, but don't come on, man. It's weird activity. He's he's been a fucking weirdo for a few years now, and the shit is finally catching up. And I'm not saying it's not their fault because the stat last week was, <clears throat> or two weeks ago, when he threw the touchdown to Mercedes Lewis, that was the only first round draft pick that he's ever thrown a touchdown pass to. So yes, they have failed miserably at surrounding him with talent and he should be pissed but if that that's been the case for the past 15 years so you should have just said get me the fuck out of here like many of other quarterbacks have done not this weird thing of what you're doing and all this other stuff and and age of discovery and weird shit you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i hey man i i, I anybody that. else you would have been fucking crucifying him for that shit i lean this is a lot more the packers fault than any than aaron Rodgers' fault I, that's that's me and Period. Point what what point. came first, man? The, the, was it the chicken or the egg? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a classic. The it's whole true. fucking coop in Green Bay came first. That's what happened. It's a disaster. And yeah. watch, watch. When he, I can't wait. I can't wait. And it's not because I hate the Packers, because I'm not your Bears fan who's like, oh, I hate the Packers. I want to kill them, right? Like, I just think it's going to be so funny for these arrogant ass Green Bay fans when you finally don't have a quarterback because you have had Hall of Fame quarterback play for 35 years straight. Most Packers fans, you know, no, have no idea what it looks like to be on the other side. Well, guess what? It's coming, and it's a dark, dark place. <laughs> it is a dark place. It's a dark place. It's a dark place. You want to wake up on Sunday's loss? Uh, come yeah. on. Step into my world. It's so true. It it's is dark. a dark place, man. Dark place. You start running out some of these dudes that we've <laughs> You start running out, guys. Over the years. You say, Who is this? Yeah, Shane bro. Matthews, Jim Miller. Henry no, Burris. It's a dark place. Cordell Stewart. It's a, it's a for it's for, that's so funny. It gets, it's so it gets, true. The, the waters get murky, my friend. Yeah, man. All right, let's jump over to the NBA. Week one in the books, man. Portland, just like we laid out earlier, Portland Trailblazers 4 0. We got Wait, the Nets. Real quick for you, real, real quick. Yeah, yeah. Before we go NBA, just because I need a quick Sean's New York Pulse. Last oh, yeah. year, I asked Sean's New York Pulse. So, Sean's out of New York. We all know. Yeah. I got to get the New York Pulse. Last year, we got the Nets, or last week, the Nets Knicks Pulse. I got to know, where are we with the, was the six and one New York Giants? Six and, and one. Four five and two. And, five and two, I believe. Five and two. Yeah, five no, and four two. and two. I thought they went four start two. 0 and two and then won four straight. I think they've had a bye already, if I'm not mistaken. Either way. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever it is. Um, New York Jets, man. What, what, how's the city feel? Who does the city love more? No, five and two. Yeah, five and two. Five and two. Five and two and six and one. Yeah. Yeah, I need to know. What's, fever, the, pulse? What's the pulse in the pitch. apple? It's fever yeah? pitch right now. Yes. Crazy. Oh my God. You didn't see Dayball smoking cigars. Especially with the Yankees out now, right? Yeah. The, 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 Dayball post game is smoking cigars in Jays. Love that guy. Signing autographs after the game and shit. Like it's it's fever pitch right now. All the Giants fans are hyped up because it's that very happy, hopeful feeling of we have a coach that knows what the fuck he's doing and we trust him and we trust what he's going to do across the board. That's the feeling. And they're winning games. They weren't expected to win games. So they're winning games. 
it was this was a situation where it was like get the right coach let's take one final look at daniel jones and then we'll let's move on and rebuild with our new coach so do you see let me ask you this because i was thinking about this with jones right because obviously we've been critical of him but we've also given him praise i think in year one or year two after he played the bears we were both like yo that dude is tough right like he just he takes takes the head and he gets back up like he does his thing not a ton of skill great athlete can you see almost like you were, you were talking about it earlier? Dable's putting him in a position where it's run, read, run, two reads, run, right? Not yep. too much thinking. Guys are in the right spot, deliver the play, which is kind of similar to how Hertz was treated the last couple of years with the Eagles, right? And it got better once you started winning games with that philosophy or almost developing on the fly. Not giving them too much, but we're trusting the other parts of our football team and the coaching to kind of carry us there. Do you see? a Jalen Hurts type situation with Danny Dimes like he could turn around and we're looking at next year like wow that was the start of something and now there's a completely different guy or is it is it just not there it's interesting because Daniel Jones is Jalen Hurts of last year right the Eagles didn't really have a lot of talent on the outside uh, Devontae Smith was a rookie Devontae Smith was a rookie so we're you know we we gotta we gotta get him rolling and then we go get AJ Brown the next year we fill out the rest of the roster then all of a sudden Jalen Smith or Jalen Hurts Looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. If you trust that, it's it's all depends on what Dayball thinks. If he thinks that Daniel Jones is that guy and can do it, they might give him a little deal, like a little two year Mitch deal. Maybe they they can't franchise. He's not going to be that. Ex, he's not going to be that expensive, right? There's no way Daniel Jones, unless the next eleven games he's or ten games he's. Joe Montana, like he's not. Yeah, no, I mean, he still only has like, I think he has six touchdown passes or seven touchdown yeah. passes. So like he, he, he's playing within himself. Dayball's putting him in really good spots. That's interesting though, because he's also doing this with zero wide receivers. No wide receivers. Like we know the deal with Kenny Galladay. That dude is just. Kadarius Tony was, a, was he, a bust. And he's just not around. And Sterling Shepard blows his knee out, out. again. Yep. So they don't have anybody on the, on the edge that can make plays. And they're all they're winning in spite of all that. So, and he's not fumbling the ball. Remember that was one of his big issues. The guy, well, was the reason he was fumbling machine. the ball is because he was standing in the pocket all the time trying yeah. to make all this shit happen. Dayball's getting him out of the pocket. He's making it extremely easy for him. Here's read one. Here's read two. Run the ball. Bootleg naked bootleg pick up fifteen. It's just like he's calling a really good offensive game. Across and the highlight board. his athleticism and yeah, his strengths all and what that. he does well. So all what do that. you do? If this continues, do you stick with him for another year, do a one or two year type deal? It like I'm you, said, tell you can't you this, franchise him. You the, can't give Daniel Jones thirty five million dollars, no. but yeah. So maybe you give him a small two year deal like Mitch Trubisky <laughs> got, something of that nature, maybe a little bit more. But something where if he performs, he can then sign another it's, deal. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting because um maybe it, it all depends on what the option is. What's the other option? If there's a better option. Mac you, go Jones. Get the, you go get the better. That's not a better option right now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So somebody, you, but... you go get a better option because I'm going to tell you this. Saquon Barkley is going to force them to franchise him. He is playing out of his mind. Yeah. And they I've been watching. Go watch. If you haven't been seeing too much of Saquon Barkley and you're listening to this or watching this, yeah, go pull up. His highlights throughout this year, he's jump cutting. He stopped starting. He had a he against the Jaguars. Another L I took on the weekend. I was on the Jags. He had like twenty two, or I think he had twenty two carries in the fourth. Or, or in by the time they got to the fourth quarter, he had like twenty two carries. He wasn't tired even a little bit. 
He was still finishing runs. He was still doing his thing. He was still being patient. Jump cut. The the whole thing. The whole package is there. He's been playing out of his mind. So I don't think they can let him walk. But, like, you know where I'm Are you good with that? Considering your stance on running backs in general, are you okay with a one-year franchise? It's not a five-year deal. but I would franchise him. for. I think think the franchise number, I was looking at this the other day. It's like 19? No, it's not even that high. It's like 12 12 to 14. For sure. McCaffrey's making like 15. He's like at the top of the food chain. So so Saquon will get like 12, 13. 14 tops. I, I would I'd have to give that to Saquon how he's looked and that wow. offense has been rolling. So okay. on a one-year deal, yeah, all day. All right, I'm, Jet, go ahead. Let yeah. Me. So it's interesting, man. That's actually a good question because that's the first thing I thought of. I'm like, this you, is you this is Jalen Hurt. And you save the picks, right? Let's like, yo, we could go get a first round quarterback, or we could do what the Eagles did and get more talent in those first rounds and build around this guy knowing that he might be our best option for this year and the next. Yeah, I, you just got to leave it in Dayball's hands. I trust Dayball to make the right decision, and you got to determine what the other option is for, for Dayball. But, yeah, it's it's fever pitch in New York around the Giants. They're very excited. The two things I wanted to see coming into the year for the Giants and the Jets were the Giants was Dayball, and can he get some of that Josh Allen magic? Because, remember, Dayball developed Josh Allen in Buffalo. For can sure. he make – Danny Dimes <laughs> and Allen was rawer than uh was rawer than Daniel yeah. Jones. Can he make Daniel Jones look better or like a competent quarterback? He has done that. He's changed the attitude and the culture for the Giants. And then the, the storyline for the Jets to switch over to the AFC. Yeah, give me give me the Jets. Was how the Jets are the it, secondary team in New York, correct? Yeah, it's yes. It's it's, even, it's, it's like a it's like a Cubs Sox type situation. Yes. Right. Yes, hundred percent. It's the Mets. 30, it's, it's, <laughs> it's Mets. It's Mets. Islanders. Um, Jets. And it's Rangers. Giants. And Nets. Oh, uh, and Knicks. Yeah, and okay, Nets. Gotcha. And then the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? So the Rangers like are bigger than the Islanders. And, yeah, those yeah, are the, okay. the 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 top. The number one squads are the Rangers, Giants, the clear Knicks, Yankees. Clear hierarchy, right? The question coming in about the Jets was, are they going to be able to get this young? Is this young talent going to make that big of an impact? Because coming into the year, it was these guys have drafted insanely well. Brees Hall, one of the best running backs coming into the league. Sauce Garner didn't give up a touchdown in college. Now he's playing corner. Is is all this stuff going to (laughs) translate? And the young guys have translated very, very well. The, the, Quentin Williams is playing out of his mind. He's awesome. Kyler Murray. But God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. So you talking about Kyler Murray? <laughs> Kyler Murray. Murray? Yeah. So yeah, he's Kyler playing Murray. out Kyler of his Murray. mind. The 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 run stopper there. He's in the middle wreaking havoc. So all the young guys that they've drafted over the last two or three years have been really really good. Robert Salas in year two. Good coach. I love that guy's. I love. They, I like. I like his, his, attitude, whole, his whole his attitude, whole vibe. The whole is, they yeah. start off zero and two or one and two, and he's like, just watch. They go off. They right. go four straight. Yeah. So sure. they're winning with not a lot of quarterback play either. So where that was my next question. Zach Wilson. Obviously, this is year two. He was hurt last year. Yeah. He got hurt beginning of this year. Um. So he's just kind of coming into form. Where are you with him? This is what his third start of the year. He just made. Yeah. And yeah. the Jets picked up James Robinson. That's right. Shout out Dante. Yeah, that a, so that, that was a, a big that was a great trade. Brees yeah. Hall goes down. They go pick up James Robinson. Brees Hall was a, playing out of his mind. Yeah, who's yeah. a good back too. So 
Yeah, where's the Zach Wilson? Where's the Zach Wilson evaluation at this point? Yeah, you know where this is one of those perfect spots where they're winning, so it's not getting that much attention. But he's not doing anything. So like he's not he's not the reason they're winning games. That I, I'll tell you that right now. Zach Wilson has not looked very good across the board. But it's one of those situations where it's not getting talked about that much because they're five and two. The defense Everyone's has been outstanding. Fo- defense has been outstanding. The the young guys have been outstanding. So people are focused on talking about that and not Zach Wilson. But yeah, he's not that. He's not the one. At least not yet. So. And he's not as athletic as Daniel Jones. Like, there's not no getting Daniel him out. Jones is a crazy athlete. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, let this, yeah. don't let the skin color fool you. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Jones is a runner yeah. of the football, man. I wasn't going to say it, but yeah. He, no, Daniel let's call it Jones, what it is. Let's Daniel call it Jones, what it is. He, Daniel yeah, Jones he got can, wheels. He can the rock. <laughs> yeah, he's got so, wheels. So, yeah, it's the, the jury is very much still out on Zach Wilson. But it's just a little hushed because they're 5-2. and two, They're winning. So, yeah. that's not? it. That that's how that goes, man. You know, winning winning cures all. Winning cures everything. Winning baby. cures everything, baby. You are all what right, you're. Cool. It's funny. You are right. you are what your record says you are when you're winning, and then when you're losing, it's like yeah, you start going through rosters, Love all it. types of details, and everything. So all right, yeah. So I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep trying to mix that in, man. That's Sean's yeah, New York yeah. minute. Anytime yeah. I get a, a good burning New York topic, man, I'm, I'm gonna try to cue it up for y'all and hit, give you uh, Sean's quick New York minute. Getting the mm-hmm. Getting the pulse on the East Coast out there for the for the guys. So yeah, but all the that. guys in the all the guys at the network are a majority Giants fans. They're fired up. They said Eli. They said Eli's like the Messiah out. You can't say anything bad about Eli. They might nah. they might jump you. Everybody loves Eli Manning. Man. He got <laughs> he got him two rings. Nuts. Yeah, can't yeah. talk bad about. Him. It's like talking bad about E forty in the Bay. Don't do yeah, it. Don't do you. it. You ever meet don't. somebody from San Fran? Don't say nothing about forty water. <laughs> you Oakland, value your life. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Who who's the other guy? Not E forty. Um. Uh, Spike, uh, Spike's one, Mac Dre, Mac Dre. That's the Mac one. Dre. Oh, yeah, you can't say nothing bad. Yeah, about Mac nothing, Dre. Nothing, yeah, Mac Dre I said Mac Dre was whack. My so I went to school, we found my bone with school in Arizona, a lot of Bay Area characters. Yeah. I said Mac Dre was whack my freshman year, and it was almost some problems, man. It got, <laughs> it got, it got hairy, <laughs> it got sticky quick, it got real sticky, got real sticky real quick. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's that's the situation out here. They, they, I've faded, I've faded the Giants now two weeks in a row. They've got two W's in, in pretty amazing fashion. Yeah. Two comeback wins. The Ravens folded. I think the I was Jag- on the Giants. The, the Jaguars folded and they both yeah, got the W's. I was, the, I was on the Giants to pick them. I thought that was pretty clear. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, that's, that's where we're at. So, yeah. No, New York is happy about their football squad. But let's move over to the NBA really quick before we go two weeks. We're going to go two hours on y'all. But so let's go to the NBA. Week one in the books. Man, we, we still have concerns about Ben Simmons. Lots. More fouls than points this year. We 17 fouls and 14 points. We still have concerns about Ben Simmons. He's still trying to get, get locked and loaded. The Portland Trailblazers are 4-0. Listen, hey, the, is this the Dame Lillard? Well, let's we'll, we'll sit on that real quick. Is this the Dame Lillard revenge tour? Did Dame hear what we were saying? Did he see the memes? <laughs> Did I no? Uh. Uh-uh. No, no. I'm saying did Dame see the memes? Did Dame oh. hear what we were talking about? The lo- the jokes about loyalty and all that? Because Dame is out here hooping. Yeah. Right well, now. Dame is Dame took a year I mean, he's off. A hooper. We're he's no, fresh. We're no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dame took a year off. He's fresh. Feels good. We we already know how he gets down when it comes down to if you're gonna try to outscore them, they're gonna they're gonna embrace that he's and up, welcome he's up it. For that. Yeah, they're up they're up for that. So they're gonna come down and try to do the yeah, they're, they're up for that. So they they played the Lakers. Last two games they played the Lakers and the Nuggets. The Nuggets Lakers, had no stuff. answer. The 
the Lakers are just brutal, slow pace, slow. I don't, them winning. I don't, I don't know at, when they're going to win a game. Yeah, the there's their yeah, their schedule is super brutal as well. But what are some of the your your favorite storylines here? Week one, John Morant looks like the MVP to start off. He picked up right where he left off last year. Yeah. So, what's your favorite storyline so far? Man, some of these uh, some of these underdog teams kind of coming up, man. Whether it's the uh, the Utah Jazz, who you and I were both intrigued from a roster perspective, what it would look like. But I actually watched all. So I've, I've been I've been at the crib with COVID for the past five days. So I haven't been able to leave the house, which means I've just watched more NBA basketball than you could possibly imagine. Yeah. Um, got a chance to watch Jazz Pelicans the other day. And Utah is just fun, man. Lori Markkinen coming onto the scene, showing, showing, starting a little bit, looking like a number one option. I think you free him from all those expectations. He looks pretty solid. <laughs> um, They're doing some fun he, stuff with him, though. He, he's he's handling the ball. Oh, he's, he's doing a lot. They're doing fun stuff in general over there. Yeah. yeah. They're doing fun stuff in general over there. Um, but what stuck out to me is Philadelphia and Miami both struggling to start the year. Um, yeah. The flip side of that, until last night when they got thrashed by the Bulls, I was pleasantly surprised at how Boston had started. I thought that there would be some early season hiccups with them just with the Udoka situation. But I love how they've started. But I've been really shocked by Philly and Miami <coughs> um, not hitting the, hitting the ground running. Miami's had a tough start to the season. I think Philly has too um, as far as the opponents that they're playing. But – yeah, kind of shocked by that. Obviously, like you said, John Morant looks like he's coming for that MVP. Um, shocked that Kawhi came off the bench the other day. Yeah, that really, I did, I did, that really threw me. But and yeah, I don't understand casual, the narrative. It's like it's but, like, oh yeah, it's gonna save. But couldn't you just play him less minutes and have him start? Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Some of these young guys, man. You know, New Orleans has been exciting. We've been tuning into a lot of games with them. Um, your Knicks two and one. Saw a yeah. little start there, a little hiccup for the first game, but have won two straight. So no, yeah, just, they went to overtime, and then they have to win. So we're talking about the Knicks. They play the Memphis Grizzlies uh, game one. They went to overtime and lost. Then they played the Pistons and the Magic, and then they play one more cupcake on Wednesday. I can't remember yeah. who it is, but then they like go to Milwaukee. They go to Philly. Yeah. They on the road. They 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 have a lot of tough. Somehow games. Milwaukee's they, only played two games this yeah, year. Yeah, Dallas has only played two games yeah. too. I don't understand. So that, that was another thing. Either. It's like where's Milwaukee? Another shocker is where's Milwaukee's games? Because I'm trying to see the Bucks and they've only played two. Now, yeah. Obviously, they've looked good in both those games. Um, but yeah, I mean nothing nothing too crazy yet. It's still early. But I'm I'm already out on the Lakers. I was out on the Lakers in August. Um, yeah. but I think Philly, I guess, would probably be the biggest shock. Because you've gotten some solid games from Embiid and from Harden. I think Harden looks good. Yeah. Um, but they still are trying to figure some things out with them. I think they need to really embrace Maxi as kind of almost that number two guy for them. But yeah. one one guy I do want to talk about is Paolo Bencaro. Oh. It's a player. The, the I mean I don't, want, I, don't want, I don't want to stay unstoppable. <laughs> I can't use that. But yeah. he has looked sensational to start the year. 20, I want to say 25 plus in three of the four games they've played. They're 0-4. Team is but, ass, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he he if he gets the ball free throw line extended and below, it's a basket. Yeah. Can't shoot. No, he can shoot. <laughs> he, 19 he, he, from three but yeah he, yo oh okay yeah okay I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm not talking he's not a three that's yeah. not his yeah, game yeah yeah it's not his game he's not yeah. A, yeah he's not that okay that that you're right about that he's not he's he he like, uh, not, yet. like I said, not yet not yet not yet line extended and below yeah. 
he catches that. And if he doesn't have to put it on the deck either, forget it, dog. He's so big. He's such a big body. Footwork is crazy. Offensively, insanely talented. Way better ball handler than I thought. Yeah, yeah, face up, back to the basket, whatever you want down under under the free throw line. Free throw line extended is a bucket. So I'll, I'll, he's tough. I'll say this on Paolo, man. First off, I knew that he would be good. He's one of those guys, like, you know, we don't, we don't watch a ton of college ball, but when you do, certain guys stand out. And I was watching him at Duke, and I'm like, this is the type of guy that is going to benefit from the wide open, free flowing style of the NBA. NBA. Like, yep. he's just built, he's just an NBA guy, NBA body, NBA game, NBA still skills cut completely hamstrung by college where you're coming up and running sets every other single play. Yeah. Like this guy just needs to get the free flowing, allow him to use his skill set. Another thing. And I got to give a shout out to our guy, Terry. Uh, he watched a ton of college ball. And he told me last year, he goes, Paulo Benchero is Ben Simmons with a jumper and offensive, you know, like aggression. And I was like, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't really see the playmaking or anything like that. Yeah. He was a hundred percent. Right. Like not quite the point guard that Ben Simmons is, but as far as running offense through Benchero, you can do that. Like, he has that ability to have some offense ran through him. He's a huge body, great athlete. And just when you look at that modern kind of prototypical what you want from an NBA wing tweener type guy, it's Banchero, man. And if that jumper starts falling, this guy is going to be unstoppable. So, yeah, if you're Orlando, regardless of what the rest of it looks like, um, you should be happy knowing that you got this guy for at least the next eight years because he's he's definitely one of those guys. And he's playing the minutes, too. 34 minutes, 33 yep. minutes, 34 minutes, shooting 18, 19 shots a game. Like, he's 100% taking the challenge. We talk a lot about mentality, right? Like, you can look at a Pat Williams-type guy, right, who's just never – no shot Pat Williams has ever taken 19 attempts, ever, ever. He hasn't even never. taken 19 attempts this year, right? Yeah. <clears throat> you look at a guy like Ben Cheryl, it's like, no, put it on me. I'm here to kind of do that. So, like, look, the mentality is right. Obviously, the game is right. Like, I'm excited to see what happens with him for sure. Absolutely. All in on Paolo Banchero. 23-7-3 a night as a rookie. Going to get opportunities down there in Orlando. Look at his, yeah, his point total. I, I said in the <laughs> first game of the year, it was like 14 and a half. Yeah. And I was like, man, that should be an over. Like, that's a little too low for a guy like him. The amount of volume he's going to get, I don't see why he wouldn't go over that number. Who's going to get the shots over there? Franz Wagner. Oh, you know, he's got Terrence Ross. Terrence Ter- Ross, Terrence Ross going to get his shots up. Cole Eternal, Anthony's going to get, Cole Cole gonna get nice. his shots up, but still, man, like yeah. that's, he's the guy. That thing is so. built for him, man. No 100% question. built for him. Yeah. Shout out to him. Cade Cunningham, also a good solid start to the year, putting up 18 and 7. Yeah. I like Cade. The young, the young just, boys are nice. Yeah. No, Jaden Ivey. Jaden Ivey. Points, yep. rebounds, assists have been going yeah. over. He's been oh, playing really well. So, Saw some Walker about, Kessler the other day for Utah. Shout out Walker Kessler. <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about uh this Russell this this Russell Westbrook situation? Oh man, let's talk about it. I was watching that game um against uh uh we were literally just talking about him, against Portland the other day. Yeah. And the only reason I put it on is because the Lakers were up like six or seven. Yeah, you were the left. only one in the chat. Well, you, I was watching I go, Sunday. I was yeah, watching Sunday. football, and Nick's like, yo, I have to watch this Lakers I was like, game. I have to watch this Lakers game because I want to see what, how, how bad they collapse. Dog, listen, man. And I knew that they were going to lose the game. Uh, it, it, it's bad. It's just a bad roster, and it's bad Westbrook. Like, we're talking, like, bad Westbrook. He came up. They were up one, and he came up and let that two go. If you would have saw LeBron's face, LeBron literally just did this. AD did this. The whole arena was like, oh, 
the announcer goes, no, Russ, no. <laughs> and he still let it go. It's almost like he it, – it's, it's sad in a way because it's like he doesn't get it. Like, he fully doesn't get it. Like, there's no way that he's being this bad on purpose and this stupid on purpose unless he just has an extremely low basketball IQ and doesn't understand his limitations at all because he, he's playing so bad, and it's almost like he doesn't know. They asked him after he went 0 for 11 the other day, and he said he played fine. Yeah, he's like, solid. Yeah, like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, <laughs> he's not playing solid. <laughs> that's why if, if I'm them, like, look, man, I don't care how much money you're paying them. This isn't going to work. It's not going to get any better. He's shown you for years now this is who he is. Like, you just got to move on for the sake of your roster because you can't just have him hanging out there. Like he is terrible. Let me terrible. tell you where. Let me tell you where Russell. And I know Westbrook, you love Russell Westbrook. I know that was your guy for a long time. It's my guy. I love. I, I love Russell Westbrook. But this is where Russell Westbrook is at right now. Reminds me of the Carmelo Anthony situation, where Carmelo wasn't ready to accept that he wasn't a starter in the NBA anymore. That was going to play 35, 36 minutes a night. Mentally, he wasn't there. Westbrook mentally and his attitude. Is not ready. He's not ready to swallow his pride and say, I'm not a uh an A1 top tier guy in the NBA anymore. He's not that guy anymore. And until he swallows his pride and mentally accepts that he needs to take a back role, potentially even going to the bench, it's not gonna work for the Lakers. Well, Melo wasn't it's, sabotaging it's, his team while this was but, happening. But it's not gonna, it's not gonna work for anybody. Yeah. Doesn't matter where he goes. He's if until he's ready to accept he's not a top tier talent in the NBA and, and is willing to go to the bench. That's it. <laughs> can I can I wait? Hold on. So I just pulled up Russell Westbrook's numbers on the year. This is this is I mean it's only three games, granted, but Russell Westbrook is shooting twenty nine percent from the field on thirteen attempts a game, and he's shooting eight percent from three on four, yeah. four attempts. No, it's really eight, bad. Eight percent from three. If you look at his last six years, this are his three-point percentages. 30, 29, 26, 31, 30. And it's all on more than three and a half attempts per game. So he but doesn't even know. He's out even, there sabotaging. It's even more of his attitude, though. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't he, give a fuck. He, 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 the reason Russell Westbrook is who he is is because the more he hears people say, don't shoot it, he wants to shoot it more. He wants to prove to people that he can shoot it. And that's kind of where we're at. That's where we've been at the last couple of seasons. He wants to prove to everybody that, yeah, I'm still that guy and can shoot it. And until he swallows his pride and determines not and accepts that he's not that guy anymore, he, he's going to continue not to be an impact, and he's going to continue to run himself out of the league. I, it was really interesting. I heard our guy Kendrick Perkins on ESPN said, Russell doesn't really realize what he's doing, but if someone does trade for him. You don't want him. He's not. They're going to keep him at home. Yeah, you don't want him. They're going to get sure. the picks, eat the money, and leave him off of the roster. He's not teaching your young guys anything. He's not doing anything for culture. That's what I he's mean. He's a buyout that's guy. A, yeah, that's an attitude. But is, that's an attitude thing. And then, and then who brings him in the next year? Like what? What? It's, it's similar to your Carmelo point. It's like you're one of those guys that when it's the end of the road, guys aren't. You're not going to be like Vince Carter and hang around until you're like 43 because you're great for the locker room for the culture. If when you it's accept, over, that, but if you accept that's your role, no. it, it, it it could change. That's what it but did no, for Melo. Only that's reason what it he's did in the league Mello. right now is because he's making 40 million dollars a year. Let's call well, let's call it what it is. 
The only reason he's in the league right now is because he's making that kind of money. I don't think it, no team even wanted to bite at him this year. And that's a $40 million expiring contract. What a way to dump a bunch of shit on the Lakers and just bring Russell Westbrook back because they want him out of town so bad, right? Nobody wanted him. Nobody wanted him. I think the only reason he's in the league right now is because he opted into that deal. And and next year, no one's going to come look for him. What do you what, We need a backup point guard. Let's go get Russ. We need scoring off the bench. Let's go get Russ. Like he doesn't fit into it's any the, of those scenarios. But it's what the does he attitude. It's the attitude change. Exactly. And then the, that He's that's not what going he, to. He needs that. He needs to. If he wants to be in the league, he, that's where he needs to get. That guy. There's it's nothing the about him that tells you his attitude is going to change. No. And even if it does, it's temporary. At least Melo was always seen as a chill dude, right? Outside, of, yo, gee, they want me to come off the bench. There's not too many Melo sound bites of Melo being an asshole, right? You may hear behind the scenes he's this way, that way in the third. Russ's shit is right in your face. You see exactly how he is, right? You see exactly how he is, and you see shit like the other day against Portland when he comes up and takes that shot in that situation when everybody knows that's the number one thing he cannot do. He comes up and does it at, at, uh, regardless, and then you ask him about it after the game, and he's completely oblivious to it. He doesn't care, yeah. That type of shit doesn't go away. Again, you could talk about it with Melo and some of these other guys, but they shut the fuck up, right? What do we talk about, man? It goes back to how you've been your entire career. Why did James Harden evade all that smoke for all those years? Because he doesn't say stuff and he's generally an agreeable guy. Why is Russ? Why are they coming for with pitchforks and axes for Russ? Because he's not. And no coach is going to be like, what, what a winning team is going to want to bring him in? What does Russell Westbrook do for you on a basketball team right now? He doesn't play D either. That's the other thing. He has zero interest in playing D. <coughs> so it's not like he's coming out there and playing hard. Like, I'm, I'm, this is it. I can't see a situation he's in the league next year. Now, I will say this. After this deal is up. Unless he I, goes back to OKC as the type of like whatever. I, I think part of it. Hey, I'm going to keep it all the way 100 because I think this is part of it too. He's looking around that roster and he's like, wait, wait, wait. You want me to pass up shots so I can get to Lonnie Walker the fourth? Who's a better option than Russell Westbrook right now? But 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 let's be honest. The rest of that roster is not Look. solidified to. They don't. There's there's that roster is garbage. Roster's ass. The roster. Is LeBron garbage. told you. What did LeBron so, say? We're not a team that's built on shooting. So I think. <laughs> but, I, I think <laughs> but I think part of this whole situation is Russell is looking around like, what I'm gonna do? Kick to Pat Bev to shoot jumpers? I'm not. We got a just to get a shot of me shooting jumpers. And and I, this is not the truth. But this is how he's looking at it. If he was looking at maybe Buddy Heald in the corner, he would he would reluctantly give up the ball to Buddy. He's looking at Kendrick Nunn and Lonnie Walker the fourth and Austin Reeves, and he's like, man, I'm not giving the rock up to these guys. The he roster is home. really the roster is really 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 bad, and it, it's very magnified with how poorly Russell is doing things, and and. and I'm I think he's poor well, on a let me, good let me roster. Ask you this. Let I don't. Me ask I you. don't know. I think you could throw him on Golden State. He's there's not a league that you there's not a team in the league you could put him on where it's like oh because yeah, not, a, good not if he's shooting fit. yeah not no, if he's that's, shooting that's the ball. my point that's my point yeah. roster be damned right he sucks like let's just call it if what he, it is if he's right? shooting yeah if he's shooting jump shots if he's, he's shooting he's always shooting you can't it's, it, we yeah. haven't seen any other version of Russell Westbrook nor have we seen a willingness to have another version of Russell Westbrook on his end. He has shown zero willingness to not be this type of player. I don't think there's a pivot in his game. 
I don't think he can settle into some other sort of role, regardless of the roster you put him on. That's my point. That's why when I said this is probably the end of the line, like this is the end of the line. Go do something else. Go design clothing. Do whatever. You got a ton of money. It's fine. I don't see – there's no willingness to kind of have his game settle into some other role. You know what's interesting? It's either this or nothing. If you look back at his career, right, the whole way, he's in Golden State. Or not Golden State, excuse me. He's in Oklahoma City. And – Should have never left. That's when he was obviously getting to the basket at an insane rate. He was unstoppable. But he's never been able to shoot jumpers. Never. And he was still shooting jumpers almost to try to keep up with Kevin Durant, right? Like, yeah. let, me, let me compete and show people that I can shoot it and be just as good as He's an offensive player. statistically the worst high-volume three-point shooter in NBA history. As Kevin Durant. Then Kevin leaves. He starts going ballistic with the triple doubles, wins MVP, does whatever he wants because he doesn't have to answer to anyone. He doesn't have to give the ball to anyone. But he's not shooting just jump shots. He's getting to the basket at, at will. Yeah. Then he goes to Houston. Nothing really going on. Because there's because there's also other talent there that he has to give the ball up. Then he goes to Washington and plays pretty well because he's back to just like going straight to the basket, doing all rebound and, and do. And Bradley Beal doesn't care as long as the and Bradley Beal doesn't care as long as I get my twenty two <laughs> shots. I get my money and my money. Yes, <laughs> then the all good, right? It's all good. And then that's when it starts to go downhill after that, to where he's now he can't get to the bucket like he could. He can't finish like he could, and then. His shooting gets even – he was a bad shooter. <laughs> it's even worse now, right? So, yeah, it's a it's an interesting situation. He, he also did I something would, I've never seen. Have you ever seen a player get worse at shooting free throws? You know, at one point, Russell Russ Westbrook was an 83% free throw shooter. You know, last year he was at 67%. Uh, so, I you're talking it, about a I guy – oh, yeah, his free throw shooting is like – it's like a – it's crazy how bad it's gotten. His last – in 2017, he was 85%. Last year, he was 67 So you're talking about a 20% dip in free throws by a guy who can't shoot. So it's like, really, what is your value? If yeah. you get fouled, you're only getting 67% of those shots, too. Yeah. So teams can follow you all day and force you to shoot. They don't even guard this guy. No, they don't. <laughs> There's no reason to guard him. You really he's, he's an offensive zero that doesn't play defense. So I ask you, again, what does his game age into? You talk about the roster. I don't think the roster matters. Well, let's talk about the Lakers overall as a whole. How does LeBron? What? How does LeBron come into the year with this squad? Does he not it's know terrible. that this team? I, I don't LeBron. understand. Yeah, free yeah. LeBron. <laughs> free LeBron. He, he has to know that this answer is this roster isn't the answer going in, right? It's almost like he's. I think he's good. I, yeah, he might, I he might feel he, that way too. Yo, hey, listen, I was man, just, that's, listen, that's just when the bank account say. when the bank account hit ten digits. Well, no, what, what, I'm sorry, nine, six, yeah. nine, ten figures is a billion, right? Yes, yes. When the bank account hit ten figures, LeBron poured himself some uh, some, red some, some very rare red, right? Out, out rare, of the custom uh, Ramoa case. <laughs> yes, very rare red, and said it's okay. It's all good. Hey, looked at his crib. I, I kind of feel that way too. Yeah, no one's really No one's really talking about that. Yeah. I, kind of I don't feel think like he's Le- pressed. I, I kind of feel like LeBron is he's good. Let me go pick up Kareem's all-time scoring record. Yep. I'll do that. But it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Like I I really think that's what it is. Wait, I, the podcast came out about how LeBron cheats on his wife. Did you huh? see this? This just I just typed in LeBron just to pull up his stats, and there's some LeBron juice. Oh, I don't even want to hear him. I don't yeah. want to hear none of that. Anyway, anyway. So that's kind of how I feel. LeBron's like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm cool. 
like he'll never say that out loud, but I think deep down that's kind of where he's at. He wants to win, sure, but he's not very pressed. That's that's one hundred percent not at all, and he sh- nor should he be. Yeah, hey, I, think, me- I think I think the la- listen, man. Everybody wanted LeBron to chase this ghost of Michael Jordan, right? Like he was chasing these ghosts these last five like five years. I think he finally said, no matter what I do, no matter what I do. I cannot pass this Jordan thing. So why even bother, right? Like, I'm good where I am. At some point, you got to look back at your career and say, look, man, for 20-plus years, I've been the best player in the NBA. I've won four rings. Four rings. I've won a bunch of MVPs. I've made a billion dollars. I'm the greatest scorer of all time or a leading scorer of all time. My career, no one one will ever do this again. I'm good. And now my post-life is going to be fucking just laughing. You know, I I I own a sports agency. I produce movies. I'm negotiating the Ben Simmons next contract. Yeah, We're all good. the Lakers are clutch guys. And, and now that's, I can that's actually, the other issue. Yeah, and now I can actually make my money like front and center, right? I can actually make the uh, the clutch money that they claim I'm not a partner in. But we all know who's fucking <laughs> who seeds who seeds grew the lawn here. So yeah, yeah. it's yeah. good. I think he's comfy, man, and, and, yeah. and as he should be. It was almost kind of pa- it would have been painful for me to think that LeBron is out here killing himself for this year. He yeah. doesn't have to, man. You know how I feel about LeBron James. It's signed, sealed, delivered, man, right off to the sunset, make another $10 billion and, you know, be one of the most successful black men of all time. Financially, he will be. So, No question. Shout let's out to get, him, let, man. Build schools. Let's do <laughs> <laughs> Yo, let's Read the out. books, actually, though. Read the books. Yeah, let's get out of here. Let's let's do a little quick, uh, quick 10 minutes on the Bulls, and then we'll get out of here. Bulls right now start the season 2-1. Two 2-2. Yeah. Two two. Two two and two. Two. Yeah. 2-2 and two for the Bulls. W's over the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. The two games we probably thought we should have been L's are yep. wins. And That's then they take two L's been. against the Cavs and the Wizards. They yep. could easily be three and one. We were at that. I was at that Cavs game. They got fucking run off the floor. Yeah, ran so, off the floor. But they could easily be three and one. Two two wins against the as a tough L against the Wizards. But how do you feel about the overall look of the Chicago Bulls? Zach Levine's played two of the four. One of them was in a loss on Saturday. How you feel overall? Same, same kind of look. We're de- we're depending a lot on Demar Derozan to to show up, get used to it. a lot of points. And um, Io is playing great outside of one game to start the season. What are your thoughts on the Bulls? Yeah, I think that this is going to be what the Bulls season is going to look like. A lot of ups and downs. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a ton of consistency. I was actually talking with Edder about this last night. I think there's going to be nights where the Bulls look great. And it's going to yeah. be nights where the Bulls get thrashed. And I, I don't think there's going to be too much rhyme or reason to it. I will say this. Um, obviously, missing Zach the first couple of games, we're working him back in. Last night, the Bulls were down like 20 in the second quarter to the uh, to the Celtics and came back and ended up winning by 18. So I think the team's resilient. Um, there's a lot of things and, and, I and like. And it, it was a grind-out comeback. It a was very a, much a grind-out comeback. It was comeback. like a grind-out, yeah. grind them down. I, I think Vooch has looked really good to start the year, which is always encouraging. Yeah. Um, DeMar is back to his DeMar ways. Um, and like you said, Io has been a pleasant surprise. I think that this team's looking real eighth, seventh or eighth in the East type squad. So I think it'll be a fun year. I don't think we're going to be shit. I do think we're one injury away though, from, from really tumbling down the roster here. So I'm not big on the trade everybody situation quite yet. Cause I do feel like <coughs> you got to have a clear understanding of what's going to happen with Zoe before you make that decision. Yeah, um, which is something we're not encouraged about. You and I talked about it last week, but overall, yeah, I've, man, I've I'm, seen this movie. Yeah, yeah, something, something, something's a hundred percent not right in the Zoe situation. Yeah. The guy is out. What he got hurt last year in like December, 
and we're still trying to figure out exactly what the injury is. Yeah. My bigger concern would be Zach missing those first two games of the year just because we didn't yeah, see that coming. Zach's on a trajectory to play 50 games. Yeah. So let's just see, man. It's too early to kind of say what they are. Um, but I will say this, man. I saw some stuff on Twitter like, oh, these people jumping down Patrick Williams early. Like, you guys need to be patient. No. No, nah, y'all aren't. No, no, no. We just talked about Paolo Banchero. We just talked about a lot of other young guys. We talked about some of the guys that have been picked ahead of him. Halliburton is putting up, what, like 24 and 10 right now. Um, and a bunch of other guys that were drafted at him. No, man. It's put Halliburton up been scoring crazy. Been, been, been balling. Yeah. Um, no, I don't, I'm not here for that, man. Listen, watch it. We always say watch the film. If you watch the film on Patrick Williams, it's not right. He hangs out the three-point line. He doesn't cut to the basket. And Billy Donovan has been benching him the last two games. He has benched him the last two games. So if you're still holding out some hope for Williams and you're thinking that it's just early and he's shaking it off, you're not watching the film, man. This is a major problem. This was a huge miss, right? We talk about that mentality. We talk about that quote-unquote dog. You know, I know that's overused, but this guy has zero of that. Zero of that. Because the opportunity's there. Yeah, if you look at what the Bulls need, the Bulls are, are Patrick Williams away from being a much better team. Right? One hundred, yo, that's actually a hilarious <laughs> yeah. way to put it. They are because Patrick they Williams are a, away. They are a lock up big body wing defender that rebounds and runs the floor and shoot and gets and knocks down shots when given the yes. opportunity. Big activity, big energy away from being really good, and he's st- he's literally and that's what he's on supposed the to roster, be. and that's what he's supposed to be. He's literally on the roster, and he's not it. And wait that's, till Buddy. That, and, that's and, perfectly put. And Buddy from Arizona, if he's who they say he is, he's going to start stealing those minutes. Like, that's that's what's next. What's next is like, look, man, we're talking about through four games. This guy, I don't know exactly what Patrick Williams' numbers are, but I know they're brutal through four games. What is it? Uh, yeah, no, he's averaging 20, five 20 points minutes, a game. Five points. Five yeah, points two rebounds. Two rebounds. He, has, he, has, he does not have an assist this year. Yeah. Right. So I don't want to hear any of that, man. Like, again, you see young guys all throughout the league taking advantage of their opportunity he has a huge opportunity in a spot where you really need him to do what he does well and you're playing with damar and zach so no one's asking you to go out there and be paulo but you can't be what you are right now and i don't see this getting better this is a player with no confidence and you heard that interview he had the other day where it's like oh it's hard to play with zach and damar listen bro we could take them off the squad that doesn't mean that you're coming out like some gangbuster and getting up a bunch of shots you don't have it in you so i don't want to hear it man like you yeah. got to show me something and he hasn't shown me anything well let me ask you this because these are similar things we said about laurie market doesn't have the dog doesn't have that mentality but laurie was way more skilled yeah that's true laurie was getting points because he was the he was no laurie's starting to come into his own a little bit for his laurie didn't have laurie didn't have number one dog mentality pat williams doesn't have number four mentality you understand what i'm saying like yeah laurie was just like okay he's not going to be a number one premier type scorer but laurie was still giving you 15 this guy i mean it's just it's just (laughs) forget about everything else analytics box scores whatever watch the game he doesn't make an impact at all at any point you forget io comes in makes a huge impact javante green Love that guy. Comes in, makes a huge impact, brings energy. You know Javante's hustles. on the floor. Yeah. Yes. Every minute. Pat Williams is on the floor and does nothing. Nothing. So it's it's just really frustrating. He's only 21 years old. But this is year three. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, twice. He was hurt it's, last it's, year. I get it. But you like, know, you know, man, man. man, that mental switch is different, though, bro. Listen, man. The mentality, I mean, listen, the mentality flip is different. Say what you want. Like, people always compare this to is like, oh, what were you doing when you were 21? It's like, bro, you got to grow up a lot faster in the NBA if you've been yeah. in there two years. Uh, it's just, it is what it is. This is three, three years in the league now. Like, you've had yes. a chance to, you, like, you've had, yeah, you, know you know what time it is. You, you know, know the drill. Yes, exactly right. And it's, it's just a shame to see because, like we just said, the Bulls are a projection of a dream of Pat Williams away from being really good in the East. And he just, the, the, the guy we need him to be, he's not. And you're losing minutes to these, you're losing minutes to all these other guys, man. That's the other thing. It's like, listen, man, you're talking about the fourth pick in the draft made by this regime. <clears throat> they want this guy to work out. Yeah. No but question. Billy Donovan's benching him. Like, that's saying a lot. He played 15 minutes last night. The night before against uh, against the Cavs, he got benched. Like, he's getting benched. Donovan is saying, whatever you're bringing, it's not enough. I don't even want to see you out there anymore. There's no reason this guy shouldn't be playing 35 minutes a night. Yeah. He's healthy. Yeah. But he looks lost. He, you look at his face. It's not a face of confidence. He hangs out at the three-point like he's fucking uh, Jason Capono. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Jason Capono, shout know. out Gel Hair Spike Hair, Jason Capono. That's Capono had, wow. He had, he had I, I was not I expecting to hear Jason Capono. Hey, that's what happens when we go an hour and forty-five minutes. <laughs> start reaching back, baby. Jason Capono, that's hilarious. All right, yeah. man, we're gonna leave it there. The Bulls. What's the next Bulls game? Bulls uh, have. Let's see. No, they play the Pacers, the Pacers at home. The Spurs. Place, yeah, they play the Pacers at home tomorrow, 8 o'clock, Wednesday, in Chicago. That should be a W. Make sure you catch that. Watch Halliburton. He's a lot of fun to watch. And no Buddy Hield, if you like him or not, he's, he does have a he does have a burner. So, anything else before we get out of here? That's all I got, man. Big Nick the Quick, always locked in. Sean Little, always locked in. No catch up. Sports Talk via Chicago. Make sure you subscribe everywhere. A little quick hour 40, man. Nothing, nothing light out here. No catch on Sports Talk v. Chicago. We'll see y'all next week.